Hello, dear star shines, Christina here with Life Body Academy. Welcome to today's lunchtime chats. We'll give everybody a moment to get on board. We'll give us uh, the crew a second to get here. Um, for those of you who are new, my name is Christina and I'm an acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about topics and issues that are significant for uh, star seeds, way showers, new paradigm visionaries. We have abilities and perceptions that are very unique to our particular um, uh, demographic of people, let's say, that um, is not necessarily embraced by the larger numbers of humanity. Therefore, we have very uh, specific, <laughs> specifically um, different ish, um, ways in which we address uh, today's challenges. So I am here to do, to the best of my ability anyhow, to give a liberated perspective to these topics and issues. So welcome, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. All right, dear star shines. And as you come on, say hi. Let us know where you're coming from. Hello, dear sister Polly. Good to see you. Hi, Carol. Good to see you. Laura, mwah, love you, darling. So good to see you. Yeah, it's oh, super windy day in Colorado. Yes, yes, yes. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Carol's from Minnesota. Um, I don't know. I probably said this when you told me. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm, I did say this. I have fam I had um, family for a while in Minnesota uh, seated there. All right. So we have lots of cool stuff to talk about. And I know that um, we're, we're kind of... Um, I, I was able to post things ahead of time so you guys can check out the videos and the information and stuff like that and, and maybe mull it around yourself a little bit about these topics. But the, uh, so the first thing I want to talk about is exopolitics and really, you know, how to engage with exopolitics in a way that um, is you remaining in your sovereignty and remaining in your um, infinite creator um, consciousness. Um, because really, politics is politics, whether it's of this planet or of other planets. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I want to talk about that because that, that is something that um, really, I think, defines the difference between um, multidimensionals and some of the um, other groups of people that, that are closely related to some of the, the areas that we're interested in, such as like the disclosure movement or, you know, a lot of spiritual um dogma et led stuff all, you know what i there there's some hairs to split within all of that and then uh and then i want to talk about uh the transgender thing that's happening right now it's uh, it's you know i feel like it's another political you know uh, agenda to create to hurt people and divide people so um i, I feel like that got hijacked so i want to talk about this a little bit and, and also in the bigger scope of things, how, you know, I want to like really get, provide the bigger picture here of, of how that's all playing in. And then, uh, and then, oh my gosh, there was the other one. What was the other piece I was going to talk about that I posted? Oh, 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 it was Dear Sister Starshine's email about soul. What is soul? So um, she had a, and you know who you are, and I'm just not mentioning your name because I don't want, I didn't ask you ahead of time if it was okay. <laughs> so, so, so if you want to claim it, darling, you, you feel free. It was a question that you asked me that I wasn't able to get to respond um, individually. So I want to respond here because I think there's a lot of people that may share your experience 
And that is, you know, um, being in a meditation, um, asking a um, question of the soul, getting an answer. And it's not a helpful answer. It's kind of like, what do you want? I don't want anything. <laughs> and then you kind of like reach a dead end with your guidance. You know, it's like, uh oh, now, now there's I don't know where to go with that. I, I don't have any idea. I don't have any other like, huh? You know, you guys have ever had that where you ask a, a question of your higher self or whatever, and then you're left with a huh instead of like a, a deep, thoughtful response that, that moved you somewhere. <laughs> right. So so that's the that's the, the way in which I, um, I want to talk about that. And I think, yeah, as I said, a lot of people could benefit. All right, dear sisters. Hello, 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 Beverly. Good to see you. And Andrew and, oh, and uh, Danny from Colorado. And then we have um, Laura. Oh, okay. Asking about Laura. Da, da, da. Morning, y'all. Hola. Aloha. Yes, dear sister Joanne from Hawaii. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So where shall I begin? Okay, I want to talk about the exopolitics thing because this it'll segue perfectly into the manipulation with the transgender stuff. So uh, the exopolitics, right? For those of you that weren't able to see the video that was posted in the comments in um, in our Facebook group, Rise of the Multidimensional Human, or in our Telegram group, Multidimensional Human, if you were not able to see that video, I'm just going to uh, just slightly re recap it because it went into many different levels of the narrative that I feel truly are, is a real narrative. Um, but, um, so I'm just going to recap it. And if you want to go back and find the video quickly, it has like an alien, uh, uh, an alien head holding something with a triangle of like fire and a circle, um, and something else inside that, some geometry inside that on the cover on the thumbnail. Okay. So getting into it. So the idea is, as the story goes, so we, uh, our control systems that be on this planet have an agenda to break our society, starting with the West, which is destroying the dollar, destroy the economy, create a lot of chaos and suffering in the world. I mean, watching what, what our country's doing with the whole stuff in Eastern Europe is a great example. It's like, I, if you want to really exacerbate a situation, do exactly what they're doing, <laughs> right? It's like a playbook. So, uh, and there's this agenda to undermine economies and take away uh, the quality of life and really put people into a suffering place so there can be a savior to come and uh, make it all okay. And in this narrative, the savior is a um, beings coming from a craft and meeting with our UN leaders and coming out and making some announcements. And in the, and in the um, first step in that relationship, they're going to give us technology or we're going to release all the free energy technology on this planet. And we're going to have a new financial system. We're going to have, we're going to end all suffering. We're going to end all war. We're going to bring peace. Everybody's going to have a place to live in, and um, be kind of like uh, given a utopian idea of civilization. But, uh, but it's actually a ruse, a ruse for us to give over our reproductive sovereignty and other things. All right. So when you live a really, when you go from a suffering place and you're given a life of comfortable, um, people will fight to keep that com comfortable. So this is how you get um, everybody to go along with the program. They are happy to go along with that program. And the ET species or the ET council of beings that come down in a craft is a, um, a council called the Ashtar command. Now, 
there are people that are significant influencers that that actually have a lot to say about Ashtar Command and a lot to say about ETs coming down and saving us from ourselves and and all this stuff. And in fact, I'm really curious about where you guys guys are at in that narrative. Do you resonate with the idea of a species coming and rescuing us from our overlords that are um, creating havoc and destroying the beauty of our world? Um, the, you know what I mean? Uh, are we in favor of that? Is that something that is useful? Um, there are different spectrums. Lots of people are in different places, such as some people believe that that is a cop-out and that will never happen because we will, humanity will never learn their lesson. And yet on the other side, there are people saying that ETs have been um, wanting to correct the mistakes on this planet that's been done to its consciousness and all this other stuff. And, and now that um, with, a, um, with an introduction to the uh, galactic society, so to speak, humanity can finally step into their birthright as a galactic citizen. And they can now participate in a larger scope of society and life. And, and then, of course, there's many people who are in between. I would love to hear where you guys are at. And if it's difficult to put in words, we will do it like this, just so you can put one or five, one, you know, do a number. Like one is that um, any ET coming to save us isn't really, you know, you know what I mean, is not going to help humanity, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, the, you know, because Savior is just going to undermine us. And then the saviors are coming uh, is a five. So, so one in five, and then you can put where you are in the spectrum of that, <laughs> just to make it simple. And of course, you're welcome to, of course, um, you know, type in your, your thoughts, because that's, I want to hear that too. Um, I'm just thinking for those who don't have time to type or can't really type because they're on some kind of device or whatever. Okay, dear sister Beverly says, okay, Joanne says both equals and, and so much more. Okay. All right. Hello, dear sister Paula from Florida. All right. All right. Beverly, going back to, I don't think ETs will overstep. I think they can help in terms of the, the malevolent abuse, but for our individual awakening, nope, that's on us. I don't think they'll keep, they'll help with that. Okay. And then uh, dear brother Andrew says, whoever first comes and says they're saving us are going to be the beings that lead us to our doom. Danny and I aren't getting on any ship, LOL. <laughs> All right. And Beverly says from, um, oh, Malevolent Abuse, she's just correcting her typo. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. So I'm just going to put a couple of those up so people can see that. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So, because after all, there is the eighth dimension, which is a um, kind of like a framework, a light structure framework for consciousness, for ethical behavior and ethical engagement with life. Okay, so there is an eighth dimensional construct all the way up to where we, you know, to that frequency of the isness, what we consider uh, God, creator, right? structure that that um that informs us of ethical behavior and consciousness like what is appropriate in our engagement with with life forms with less technology you know things such as you know the prime directive right <laughs> all right dear sister um all right dear sister griffin says i am one of the saviors i'm already here 
<laughs> All right, girlfriend. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, and dear sister Carol, not necessarily rescuing maybe, but helping us. Okay, and then Laura. Laura says, I feel the change must come from within ourselves and only then we'll be able to have a relevant, cha relevant change. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right. So yeah, so there is a there is a rather significant narrative about Nisera, Jacera, and about ETs, you know, bringing their money system and, and technology and, and bringing us into the, the, the trade system of a larger galactic. And I can definitely see how that is um, something significant for the consciousness of humanity to engage with. Um, but there is a back end Okay, and Andrew's agreeing with y'all. So, and there's a back end to all that. And so still we're in, we are still in a society of commerce. We're in a society of uh, trading life force. We're still in this, uh, you, know, you see what I mean? We're still in that structure of um, commodity, right? Things are a commodity. There's numbers, there's ratios, there's um, algorithms. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so, so, this, is, so this is something to consider. Um, there, and so the next phase of the narrative in that, in that video is that, the, is that eventually through significant DNA augmentation, the human body will be prepared to be able to manage long distance space flight, uh, space travel. And we will travel to the Pleiades um, as our genetically altered cousins <laughs> from who we are right now, and then um, interact with them and decide because of some sort of clash, we will, because of it in our advanced, more advanced technology, we will try to um, go to battle with them, go to war. So that means that we never really left the, the predator mentality behind, okay, if that's the case. So, and so the next step in the narrative is that the Palladians, because they're multidimensional in their technology and their awareness, after all, they are the keepers of the Akashic field for us, just like humans are the keepers of the 3D field, <laughs> right? That they sent um, uh, ground troops, they sent um, uh, people back to the, or these times to influence and create an alternate timeline. And in that alternate timeline, there's a very significant faction of humans that do not embrace the technology, that do not embrace or move into the smart cities and stuff like this, and instead embrace a rural life in nature. And they stay close to the earth. Okay. Now, and the idea of that narrative is that that's both sides are allowed to live in peace. Both sides are... Um, you know, uh, both, both sides can ex coexist with harmony. Okay. Now, just let me know where you resonate with that next part of the narrative about do, having to do that to create a new timeline. Um, the part that gives me, that really um, interests me in that narrative is the part where they needed to send their many beings of their consciousness to this life stream of the planet to um, get enough humans together to create a new timeline. 
Because what that is telling me is that through a collective, when a collective consciousness reached to a certain level, certain uh, resonance, we create alternate timelines. The other thing I hear in that is that it's another story of bifurcation timelines. And I know many of you may not have um, been listening to me all these years ago, but um, this is something that I used to get a lot of trouble in talking about because when I'm with the consciousness of the Pachamama, when I'm like really in deep resonance with the earth, I don't get that she's saying yes, because she's actually the one in charge of, the, of what makes this timeline. Without her, none of this that's happening, right? There is no yes to, for bifurcation. When I'm, when I'm deep in resonance with the Pachamama, it's we are all in this together, okay? And, uh, and it's not the, and the timeline is not to go into tr the transhuman in, um, direction, you know, into the cyborg, into embracing technology to, um, to handicap consciousness. But instead, technology is used to benefit all life, right? So, so when I'm in the deep resonance of the Pachamama and the deep dream of the Pachamama, there, there's no bifurcation. Now, take that with a grain of salt, <laughs> because you also have your reference to where you're at. Now, it could be that you're in a soul group that's interested in the bifurcation timeline. Uh, maybe maybe you were, but you can jump camp anytime, by the way. <laughs> you don't have to stay on board with the soul group that you came here with. Um, as many of us have probably discovered uh, over this lifetime, you can really shift um, collective agendas, so to speak. You don't have to stick with the ones you came here with. <laughs> All right, let me go back here. So, oh, good to see you, Ella. So good to see you, sweetie. I wonder if the graphene oxide is part of preparing the DNA for travel. Ooh, that's an interesting thought. That's a very interesting thought because it's altering your magnetics, right? Hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Beverly, however, because the difference between extraterrestrials and interdimensional beings, that adds more complexity into the question. Oh, it does, doesn't it? I don't think interdimensional beings can do, can do more, can be more help. Okay, okay. Um, and then uh, Gina says, as someone who has always been a truth teller, I am definitely a savior in this, this, this time full of, wait a minute. And def I am definitely a savior in this time full of people who protect those who lie and perpetrate untruths. Read the book, Courage to be Disliked. That's me. Uh, okay, so I can see why um, learning how to cut through that and stand up for yourself is definitely part of your healing journey. Um, and... And this is something that is so classic because I know you're a star seed. It's so classic for star seeds is that the, the things that really work to break you free of certain things lose their relevancy once you're made your breakthrough. So you make your breakthrough, it's not even relevant. The next piece would be almost to even work opposite of that as in now understand how savior is creating a, an imbalance in your life, how savior is losing life force energy. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm just saying that because there's a huge, the, there's a much bigger picture, huge horizon that you're on and you're playing a really big role. Each of us are playing a really big role in our influence in the collective. And um, it just helps not slow us down to make it okay to let what has worked, let it go and, and get, and move on to that next step to what's working. 
because I mean, that's that that has been some really um, painful lessons for me. I remember when um, working with um, the medicine people um, of the Andes, we went through this training that took years and years and years and years of cultivating this beautiful medicine bundle, this 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 treasured baby that we carry around everywhere we go and well not all of us everywhere we go but you know what I mean just just, and and it's been a part such a deep part of our seeding and our growing process and our medicine work and our healing work and and our service work and all this stuff it's a beloved it's a beloved bundle and then they say okay well now you can let that all that bundle go and just work with this one rock (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with this one kuya and eventually you won't even want to work you don't even need to work with this kuya anymore and you can imagine uh, you know everybody's re- reaction was like oh no you know so they didn't make us give up anything but the seed was planted and many years well several years later i can't, I can't recall exactly exactly how many years but several years later i ended up giving giving up that mesa letting it rest and not even um taking the stone and just being without that and without that as a tool without that um which it's not really being without it's more about using all those components in a whole nother different way completely on the energetic instead of having the physical manifestation in front so in front of me so so it was definitely a a challenge to the thought of getting past that but once you're ready, you're ready. And it's something that makes complete sense. You know what I mean? And, and so that's what I want to make. Okay. When you're ready, you're ready. It's going to make complete sense and there's no rush. It's just that, that sometimes we'll hang on a little bit longer. I'm a stubborn type, so I'll hang on a longer convincing myself. I can work it out (laughs) in some way longer than I need to. All right. Um, dear Andrew says, Danielle here. <laughs> um, so is it possible that some of us are already on that alternative? Is it possible? Is it possible? What happened to that? Danielle, where'd you go? Oh, there you go. So is it possible that some, some of us are already on that alternate timeline? Absolutely. Yeah. So here's the thing. We don't even, if we believe or we want a bifurcation timeline, we getting us on board is the only way for it to happen. Interdim- beings don't get to come here and play God, so to speak, as they once pretended to do. Okay, that's that's we are wait, we're waking up to ourselves as infinite being in a biosuit. All of the capabilities of the biosuit that has been shut down because of belief systems and traumas and akashic spiritual manipulation and blah 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 blah. All that stuff is unwinding. We are waking up to our the truth of who we are. So that means we can, you only need, you know, 5% of this planet of awakened beings to agree and, and, you know, boom, we own it. We're this 3D reality is ours. It's not any other beings. So other beings don't get to come in and um, command anything right now. Right now there's, there's beings coming in and making commands, right. And, and giving orders to the different uh, structures of this world. Like, you know, the, when we are awoke to who we really are, we are the ones that are at the keyboards of the Saturn energy. We are the one that is at the um, helm of the, um, the, the Mars consciousness. You know what I mean? We're reclaiming our consciousness on these levels. And we are the ones who make a purposeful decision on where the sun, our solar ring is going while traveling through the Milky Way galaxy. 
it's called steering the sun and it's it's a dream time experience and you and when you go into those levels you are with others joining with you in that experience so so this this narrative is one still hijacking <laughs> our consciousness because there's a lot of people that are upset with the technology revolution and there's a lot of people that really do pray for a bifurcation of timelines because they want only the people who are this this and this to be be to survive on this planet they and the ones on the other side only want people who do this this and this or they're just doing what they're told or you, you know what i mean whatever the narrative is giving to them as long as it means that they live a life a comfortable life okay they're going to go with it right <laughs> so so this is, um, we, we need to reclaim this. We need to reclaim this on all the way up to the dream time level. And then, you know, none of that even matters. None of it matters. Uh, that's truly reclaiming our citizen, our citizenship in the galactic. We are recla reclaiming ourselves as the infinite creative masters, right? Not a citizenship in a commodity game where it's just a bigger political game, where it's just a bit of bigger monetary game. That's the reality that dear brother um, uh, George Kavaslis calls empire. It's a cosmic interdimensional empire of commodity of life force energy. And that does not necessarily need to be us. In, in the way I'm seeing it. Now, let me let me check in more here. As a possible, yeah. So, so this timeline thing, right? We, I'm going to encourage everybody for the next week to do whatever you can to spend ten minutes as deep as possible in your rhythms, just feeling your love for the earth, feeling your love for the Pachamama, and while you're in that, you know, ask her to show you. You know what she wants and what your role is ask her and, and be quiet and still when you listen okay oh my gosh I'm going on tangent now and I, okay so this transhuman movement going on it's a setup and so and so is uh, you know it's it's a setup in a lot of ways in the way I'm looking at it it doesn't have to be that way it doesn't have to be this is the this is another be this is another political et agenda to influence the master creators of this planet so they so they can participate in this reality you see what i mean they need us to include them and they're and so they're using that 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 manipulation when we realize that we are the master creator literally dreaming every moment of this reality into being they cannot hijack us anymore they cannot and they will not all right it's evolving me oh yeah good thank you gina and then gina says truth isn't working when the truth isn't working it is restful that's Oh, I know it's right. Okay, okay. Definitely don't hang out things, not even, don't hang out on, oh, hang on to things. Yes, 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 one something. All right, cool, cool, cool. Hi, hi, Lavana. good to see you. Um, Shanu says, how does one know that they are going, that they are getting awakened or already are awakened? Thank you. 
Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you just notice the juxtaposition between how you perceive things and how everybody around you perceives things. Um, I notice that when I'm with groups of people, they're, um, you know, there's a lot of ideas that keep, it's like, it's like we could be super big and expanded while we interact and move and stuff like that. And, and when I'm around like larger collectives of people, I can feel how they're actually like stuffed and shaped into these little containers with their thoughts and their belief systems. <laughs> it's, it's the weirdest thing. But um, when you're awakened, it's like you can tell you're past that. It's like you can't, maybe you could put your finger on it. Maybe you can't. Um, for me, I couldn't put my put words to it for a long time. I needed to surround other people who um, saw it alternately like I did in order to figure out how to put a language to this stuff, right? So, so definitely is a, a, a discovery process. <laughs> definitely. Um, so, so it's that feeling. And back in, let's see, 2016, yeah, 15, they were saying that there was about 20% of this planet were star seeds and 20% of that 20% were going to wake up. Okay. And then, then they, the, then I got, I would, I rechecked in with that, with um, that council and they were saying, okay, now 80% of the planet is 80% of the life coming to this planet are star seeds and more than half of those are going to wake up. So it, our awakening is absolutely happening and You'll know because liberation will start happening. You'll start feeling relieved in certain circles. You'll start feeling relieved with certain breakthroughs on a collective level. Like I noticed that my perceptions, whatever happened uh, the past um, second, third, fourth, something totally shifted. And now I'm like seeing way beyond, beyond how I was seeing before. And, you know, I haven't, I don't really have in my head what happened, but I know something happened, Right. So it's kind of like stuff like that. When you're, when you're awakened, something happened. You don't know what it is exactly, but you could tell that something happened because now you're seeing things differently. You're, uh, you know, you're thinking about things differently. You're getting kind of like downloads of, that are creating epiphanies, you know, stuff like that. All right, dear sister Joanne says, moving from savior to holder of frequency to my best ability moment by moment. Ah, that's beautiful. Thank you, Joanne. Here, let me do that one. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, so so an offshoot, an offshoot to this, uh, uh, to exopolitics and the manipulation of consciousness and all this stuff. Um, there's tied in this really interesting um, gender um, conflict, gender movement. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but in uh, more closely held indigenous. Uh, circles, there is an understanding that there are more than just two sexes of the human race. Um, I, different, uh, different ones say different things, but in a gist, there are at least um, five sexes of the human race that um, I've heard talked about, okay? And we need to look at that and realize that this gender bending has been going on for thousands of years and it's been recognized, <laughs> you know, and in more ancient cultures accepted as in they had a place in their society. But we're also talking about more ancient societies 
we had roles more closer to the truth of who we are. We weren't we weren't in these confined roles that we're in now. For example, the male, the male female dance is a perfect one to give. If you were remember in the old days, or even in some cultures to this day, if you were an older female without children, they wondered what's wrong with you, like, and you were considered a spinster, and you know some like derogatory um, comments would be would be used to to criticize that. But in more ancient cultures, the ones that truly honored the truth of humans, that's, that wasn't what validated a woman, wasn't how, many, how much brood they could produce. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was something that was way different than that. So it wasn't all about the heterosexual relationship. It was, you know, more about living a creative life and what those circumstances were for you to be that creative being. So, so we're all discombobulated. We're all completely bass backwards when it comes to our relationship to gender and um, sexuality and, and stuff like this. I'm saying all like the human cultures. Christianity is a big reason for that. Um, shaming everything sexual, shaming everything that's not, you know, mission, <laughs> mission style child creation, right? So, but then, so there's, you know, there's all these um, layers to it because then you also have the mystery schools that taught us the deep mysteries of how to heal with sexual energy and and that you know got hijacked and taken over and then you had the um the the goddess the goddess mysteries of how to use creative energy to actually manifest beings immaculately within our womb space so so there's this huge spectrum here that humans just do, at a in mass do not have a healthy relationship with because they don't see it for what it is like arousal, when you have arousal in certain circumstances and you feel like you didn't invite that, people feel, may feel like that is an invasion of some sort. But really, it's just your body turning on more levels of itself. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we don't have that frame up of understanding. So, so let me circle back around to the, the transgender stuff. Now, politics is all about hijacking the narrative so you can control it. The best way to control a narrative is to inflame it as much as possible, okay? So, so um, when it comes to the, tra the transgenders that I have experienced in my life, which there's probably about maybe two dozen um, in different spectrums, uh, I can tell you that all of what people are talking about stereotypically about transgenders, I don't think is the truth because the, the ones that I have met and known, we're not, there are nothing like that, you know? Um, so some, some were in the process of actually doing surgery. Some in the process were just living their life looking like um, a different sex. And then there are beings where I'm looking at them beautiful beings. Actually, I can remember um, three that I've seen. I didn't actually, I don't know them. I, I just happened to come across them. And, uh, and I was ast astounded by their beauty. Um, one was this um, Asian descent, this girl, well, I don't know if it was a girl, or she was a girl or a boy, um, a being of Asian descent. She was resting by a tree at the, at the end of this trailhead. And I, I mean, I was just struck by her beauty, I'm saying her because the fe the features that I saw seemed to be feminine. You know, the jawline, the cheekbones seemed to be feminine. But you know, she could have been a boy for all I knew, because there also were those kinds of traits too with her. But I was just like struck at her beauty, 
And I pondered for a while and realized with her energy, his energy and every, you know, everything about that level, about that being, I couldn't tell if they were male or female. And then I thought maybe this is one of those third sexes that the elders would talk about, you know, and I was not going to go up and ask them, <laughs> you know, but it was definitely a, a, an interesting seed getting plant, planted with me when I was coming off that hike. And then um, another one was I was in Boulder. I was at some kind of, I think we were making con um, um, concoctions um, with herbal. It was an herbal class making concoctions. And uh, there was someone that brought their partner. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure she was, she was female, but very male, but in a beautiful way. It was like the eyes were like mesmerizing. They're, they're, it was like they're these beings that mesmerize you. They're with the, with who they are, and and they don't fit in either category, or they fit in both categories perfectly, <laughs> you know. And um, and I'm I'm believing that that's the third sex. So so that's all cool. I think that having those kinds of interactions are really helpful for people to bust out of their own ideas of limitations about themselves. You, you know, I think it really helps push the boundaries of what we perceive as a cultural limit or, or whatever. Like it helps us question things. When I was young, I loved David Bowie and my sister was a huge David Bowie fan and he was a gender bender. And uh, I remember just watching what he was doing was like, wow, that is just like outrageous. I liked it, but it was outrageous. And I, you know what I mean? And uh, another gender bender that I was a huge fan of and still am was Prince. Love, who doesn't love Prince, right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what a creative human being he was. So, so I feel like that um, growing up, not understanding who you are, not having anything to reference or growing up with really closed minded people that, you know, being in, being in that way could really be difficult, right? I think that that could be absolutely true because there, there are a few that I knew that were transgender that had a lot of trauma, that had a lot of, um, you know, uh, dis, dis, um, comfort within them in their bodies. Um, there, there was a woman that I know for years and years and years. That, I mean, as soon as you look at her, you can tell she's a man trapped in a woman's body, right? That's like the instantly the, the vibe you get beautiful woman, wise, smart, professional. I mean, totally made her way in the world. And it, so it's like the, the issue is getting inflamed purposefully because there are other beings that want to make an enemy out of those people. They want to give a narrative that makes an enemy out of those people. I feel like that's the real agenda of what's going on with the sports thing. I feel like that's purposely done so they can inflame the situation so people will just file up and take one side or the other. It's wrong, it's weird, it's this, it's, oh, well, you're not, and you know, whatever the, whatever that narrative is that you're, that you're really drawn to, right? It's like, it's purposely, it's purposefully being done so we can latch onto something and take a side and have an opinion, not realizing the sensitive beings that are caught in the middle that are really getting hurt by this, right? We are, I don't think we realize how sensitive people are. Ooh. 
And then I met a dear star shine uh, over the weekend that um, is playing with, with that. And it's just like, what a sensitive being this person was. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting emotional about it now. We have to understand that we're sensitive and that's not a thing that, that makes anything wrong. It's that, you know, all of these people are getting pitted up against each other because they're trying to feel safe. They're, they're trying to have a place in the world. They're trying to find their way. And normally without the, without the agenda and the inflammation, we would probably figure it out. We would all figure it out. But there's these other layers in here that want the, the that want the polarization, that want the inflammation, and therefore they're the ones in the way. They're getting in the way, and that is the exact same. And I recognize it because that's the exact same tactic that's happening with the exopolitics narratives. It's the exact same tactic, just you know, spun in a different way. So. We gotta, we gotta unplug from. We have to unplug the best way we can to to work these these ways. Because quite literally, if there's a, I mean, if there are, if there's technology that can be given to humanity that would bring peace on Earth, even if it's done with an agenda, I would say I think we need to try that. But then, you know, not give our sovereignty up. <laughs> like, go for you, see what happens, and then be mindful of not giving up our our sovereignty as we. Uh, are interacting with those ETs. I, see, I feel like there's a way to weave this all together into that one timeline where we all wake up, where we all make it to that next place that we're going, that next um, universe in which we're about to unfold our consciousness within. All right, okay, all right. You're totally misconstruing two separate issues. Uh, am I? I don't know. Uh, you have to say more on that. Uh, Andrew, yes, it's deliberately dividing us, divide and conquer. Um, Shanu, oh, thank you, Shanu. That's very sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't really feel like just because someone is gender bending, that, that makes it has to make them my enemy because I'm a breeder. <laughs> you know, I have kids. I have, I have offspring in this world. <laughs> it's like, I don't think that that's, I think that's ridiculous. Just like with colors of skin and national, nationalities and religions. It's like, why would I think someone's a jerk just because they look like that or they practice like this? It's like, it, it's ridiculous. The whole idea is ridiculous. And, you know, star seeds and multidimensionals understand that. All right. All right. I'm a little on a rut. Oh, I didn't ignore it, darling. That I didn't ignore it. I just missed it. That's all. No big deal. I'll just go back and see what we got going on. Uh, you don't know the native terms for the other genders. We learned them growing up. Um, yeah, yeah, right. So the, yeah, the younger generations have been given, given language for this. Yeah, I, I know my kids um, are educating me. I just don't have it now. I don't know the native terms. All right. If that, I mean, is that offensive? <laughs> I'm not trying to be offensive. I hope that's, <laughs> I'm trying to get to the point that uh, when, when people are inflamed about something, they are manipulated. Okay. I'm, you're not younger. I'm not younger. Yeah, you are. You are younger. Okay. But yeah, it's fine. Whatever. No need to get into it about it. Um, Andrew nailed it. 
it is deliberate. I agree. Yeah, it is. It's totally, totally deliberate. And I mean, this is kind of an example when we get into polarizations, it's like when we have to, if, if we, if we insist that it's this way and it's the only way I'm right. And, and if you don't see that you're wrong, that's a highly polarized um, energy that we, that we get in. And then where's the room for other, it's like the room for other kind of goes away. It's like, now there's a combative or some sort of, um, you know, uh, uh, acquiescence dance that's required to unravel it. Right. If both parties want to unravel it, if only one party wants to unravel it and the other doesn't, then it stays a stalemate. And there we go. That's how that goes. Um, we are uh, in these times where that is being used to its max, absolutely. And it's happening not just like in our actual exchanges as language, but it's also happening um, on deep, on grid work levels, on, on you know, different um, energy levels that are in the unseen, like programming, subliminal programming, the, uh, the light from technologies, all this stuff is influencing things. Um, there's a wonder, wonderful, well, I won't get down that road because that's, that might be kind of freaky for people. Just know that there are lots of deep, deep technologies happening that are influencing us, attempting to influence from the inside out that, that I've seen. And it's, it's really crazy. Like the graphene oxide is a great example. You know, there is a, um, a scientist that shows that you can actuate that graphene oxide with certain emf frequencies that causes it to move come together and create a whole nother like bot <laughs> that also can be influenced with emf frequencies it's really trippy so uh there's there's a lot of um thoughts about that is actually in a very advanced technology that humanity is playing with right now so okay all right so i also want to get to dear starshine's email um uh message so let me get to that uh, okay. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have had that prepared. Let me get that up. Um, I thought it was open, but it wasn't. All right. Here we are. Yeah. 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 I'll get to them. I'll get to the messages. Don't worry. Uh -huh. Groups. Rise. Chiyama. And the other thing that, you know, that's really going on is this um, Mars energy is really hitting people hard. It's like uh, the ex this expression of um, setting boundaries, the expression of, uh, you know, just that, that volcanic um, masculine explosion energy. There's a lot of that happening, which I think we are watching around us. Let me get to where are you? Oh, here it is. Here it is. Thank you, darling. All right. Okay, so actually, and there's another question that dear sister Laura, uh, Laura asked, so we'll, we'll try to get to that too, and then we'll get to our comments. All right, so it says, uh, Christina, I found myself asking myself the last few days, what does my soul want? The initial response in meditation was the soul does not want anything. Then I asked, what does the soul need? And it seems like the answer was the same. Hmm. Do you have input on this? I thought if I could figure out what my soul wants, I would follow that direction. Okay, this is a great piece. So this is a great piece. So so because this is something that um, happens and there, there's lots of um, levels to this. So 
um, I mentioned a little bit in the beginning. So first thing is the way you ask, everything relies, everything is according to how you ask. So it's the words, it's the, the perception that you're coming from, it's how you say it that is gold. And if you frame something up with your words without realizing it, if you frame something up with your words without realizing it, then what happens is uh, your feedback loop, all you have is the, the, the quality of the answer, right? And that feedback loop is important because if it's the golden gold, you will get a response that takes you deep. It'll be like, oh, wow. Right. And if it's framed up, even if you don't realize it in a way that's off, the, the feedback will be something more flat. Now, because we are all connected to ourselves and it's it's confusing sometimes to listen or sometimes it's really hard to listen because of all the inner noise happening. But bottom line is when it's important, that aspect of us makes contact. Right. It makes contact with us. So so. The soul is, I would say, it's asking the ego driver what it needs to align with your soul. What is it that your ego driver needs to do so you are body, mind, and spirit aligned with the consciousness of your soul? Um, that's how I would look at it. Um, but try it, try different ways. I would say revisit, write down maybe six different ways to ask that question and then go with the one that really resonates. Um, because I understand humanity is trained bass backwards. I, you know, it helps me shift perspectives because <laughs> as soon as I'm really sure that I'm right about something, I can also be pretty sure that I'm not if that makes sense. All right, let's go back to where are we at? Where are we at? Um, nailed it. You said we're all asked backwards about gender and we aren't. Why? Well, I mean, okay, so you don't agree with that. All right, I am the first na I am First Nation and we grew up knowing two spirits, five genders. Okay, okay. Well, I'm talking about Western culture, darling. That's that's what I'm talking about. We are bass backwards. Um, yeah, I mean, just look around. Girls can't exist without a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or you know what I mean. There's there's all kinds of codependency woven in deep into our culture. So uh, this is just what I'm talking because I'm coming from Western culture. All right, Lavana says uh, the geo is off the chart all the time. People seem extra brick walled by the whole idea of it. Yep, 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 yep. Mm -hmm. Oof. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Oh, here, let me put some of these up because they're really good. All right. The job was to reveal without matching the energies, the agendas which would have us earthians polarized and at each other's throat. The agenda's purpose is to manipulate and control. I agree, join 100%. Christina, I saw dolphins flying. Maybe it was a dream or a vision. Can you kindly tell us what is the significance? Yes, yes. So they're interdimensional. 
Um, dolphins are interdimensional. When their, their brains are more active, activated than ours. So um, if you're flying with dolphins, to me, I, I hear in that that um, you're traveling through interdimensional realms. You're, you're, parts of you are traveling through interdimensional realms and you're interacting with dolphins. And, and that's actually, um, yeah, yeah, very cool, very cool. All right, and then we have anytime you use the pronouns you or they, them instead of us, we contribute to the bifurcation of purpose and purpose of wait a minute, bifurcation of purpose and creates yeah create sites yes 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 yeah so you know i'm not i'm not claiming to be all up on my pronouns or something i'm just sharing how i how i'm looking at the the whole the whole deal um there are some indigenous cultures that acknowledge seven genders so there are many different um ways to look at it um i feel like uh i feel like that when we allow when we can allow people to be outside, you know, be not confined by a particular cultural narrative, they have a place in the world, you know, and that's not something hard. That's not something that, that we have to like have a think tank about. It just is. And these narratives steal that. <laughs> they really steal that from people. There's a lot of people who have, who are friendly with the, um, with the, I'm just gonna say alternative communities I don't really know where, how that fits exactly, but, you know, that, that are really offended by what's going on. So every, to think that just because you are, a, a, say, a, a white woman, or just because you are a black man, or just because you are a, a transgender, or just because you are a lesbian, that you can speak for all lesbians, that's, you know, that's the, or all black men or all white women or all transgender. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you can share your experience and likely that experience has a commonality with other people's experiences. Right. But it's like to make that one person, the spokesperson, the banner person for that one, for that whole community. I feel like that's really unfair. That's really, really unfair. I mean, again, I can go back to Prince. He, he, he bended, he bent all sorts of uh, social social constructs. It's like he was not limited by any of them and he rocked them all out. He touched them all with, with his
Okay, it says sound works now. Does it work now? Let me know if the sound is on now. Um, what happened was uh, the iPad will stop right at the top of the hour. Okay, let me know if there's sound. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that happens. All right. Let me finish. Let me finish this last, this last, um, uh, question that a dear star shine was asking. I'm like, got kicked out. Where was, where was I? There we go. Here's the question. The question is, um, why am I so anxious for the well-being of earth? I feel so sad for our human destruction. How can I help? Okay. So this is, so, right, so this is a mass, we are a mass traumatized species. That, so we all remember the fall of consciousness, the fall of Atlantis, so, you know what I mean? The, we all have a narrative, no matter what culture we're from, that there was a fall of some sort, right? So this happens because, um, because it's the truth. It traumatized all of the human race and it's in our cellular memory. So when we are being told Armageddon narratives, when we're being told the end of the world narratives, when we're being told mass catastrophe narratives, it triggers that deep, deep, deep trauma within us. And our DNA is waking up more and more and more. And eventually, in order for us to really make a leap forward, we have to address that part of our DNA that got shut down because of that trauma. So until all of that DNA becomes reactivated and doing its full DNA dance, we're still going to have extreme huge triggers around the ideas of the end of the world, the destruction of our planet and so forth. Now I'm not saying that, uh, right. So that that's like, cause that narrative is used to control us. It's used to scare. It's been used to scare our children. It's used to create fear. Now the actual, disrespect and misuse of our planet that is painful too but that's a different experience that's that's something that um that hurts everybody any everybody who is watching a forest cut down there is a sadness a huge sadness because there is so much life that's being snuffed out being displaced right so um there that those doorways into that sadness that we can use we can use that to get deeper into our our wounding that that goes back to that in that first catastrophe so we can use that thread the truth of that frequency the truth of that emotion and move it and, and bring us draw us magnetize us down to the seed of the trauma drama that is in our being about Atlantis and then move the energy, move the energy and we can help reawaken that part of ourselves. Um, that's how we can help by activating that DNA that has been shut down from that trauma drama, activating the memories that we had when we were um, um, with that kind of, with that level of consciousness, reclaiming um, uh, lost parts of ourselves from those times, all of the, all of that work we do, you know, we can do that will help, you know, we do that. It heals us. It heals our children, our grandchildren, or it heals our, our lineage in different ways. So by us doing our personal work, by using these triggers to take them to their seed, to their core, that's, that's a profound service. That is a profound sort service that we do. 
that we're capable of. Okay. So, and this is what I mean as a multidimensional, you wake up to realize you are not powerless at all in this game. Sure. You're not, we're not necessarily in charge of a multimillion dollar corporation to set agendas, to steer the collective. We're coming from a place way beyond that. We are coming from the place from the very morphic field from which that kind of stuff is created. Right. So that's the level that we're working on. That's the level that we're unraveling things from. And we're, it's one step in front of the other. There's only so much that we can perceive while we're in a bio suit. This is why dream time is really helpful for us. We can, we can start looking beyond, beyond, beyond the human programming. We can go beyond, beyond, beyond the conditioned nesting dolls that tell us that, you know, certain lived, certain way things have to be a certain way. We go beyond, beyond that. And we actually dip our, our awareness. We can dip our gourds, so to speak, in the well of infinite creation and bring that back with us. So now we can create whatever we want with that life force energy because it's ours in the first place. You know, a leader that, in going back to, you know, tribal wisdom, a leader that is big in their heart, a leader that has the interest of the whole sincerely in their heart space can absolutely change the quality of life for all of humanity. Okay, that's the kind of leadership humanity is calling for again. We don't need more politics. We don't need more of that, right? That we, there's enough life force energy really draining into all that circus. When you have a leader that's truly open-hearted and truly cares for is making decisions for the wellness of humanity, it's a totally different, totally different story going on. And I think we all can agree that that's not exactly the story we're getting right now. <laughs> all right 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 thank you thank you thank you oh thank you laura thank you thank you yes 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 to everyone come and work with us at life body academy wow transformative transformative for us mother earth and all of life thank you laura thank you thank you thank you yes dear sister starshine we've been having a lot of big breakthroughs as a group lately in life body and uh yeah it is exciting and this is, you know, this is why I'm always um, feeling a completely different perspective because where we're at, what's going on is not, is not, um, is not what, what most people are aware of. You, you know what I mean? All right. But I'm going to check out now. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you everybody for being here. Um, if you guys are interested in exploring the Academy, um, you, I, the place you want to start is the quantum reality shift. Um, oh, another place you can start is check out our dragon play. So we're going to do a training on playing with your dragon, getting to know who your dragon is. And if you already know your dragon, just go more deeply into ways of working and, and working with other people's dragons. And you're, you know, kind of like, well, that's why it's called dragon play, exploring interaction with the dragon levels of who you are and, and other people's levels um, like that too. Um, and that is going to start May 6th. So you can find information on that in our store at um, thelifebodyacademy.com as well. All right, darlings. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.